Whack Matters is brought to you by Audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com slash whackmatters, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial where you can test out Audible's awesome audiobook monthly subscription service. Make sure to go to audibletrial.com slash whackmatters. Why aren't iPhone chargers called apple juice? I don't know about you, but I'm feeling Episode 22. 22. Ah, dang it. Heck yeah, dude. This is TuneIn. Um, this is the show on Whack Matters where uh, me, Mark, and my co-host, Fernando, Karsten, uh, talk to you guys about some cartoons that we believe are made for all ages so families can get together and watch some good TV together. Yeah. And enjoy it, and it's appropriate for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so starting in episode 20 and all the way through till we're done, I'm not going to do that math. Um, we're talking about the first season of Avatar The Last Airbender. We are on a, uh, episodes 5 and 6. The first one we're going to be talking about is The City of Amashu, I believe. Well, that's the name of the... S- I think that's the, the name King of the of episode, Amashu. too. The King yeah. of Amashu. Yeah. Um, so let's just kind of kind of jump into it. Yeah, let's get to it. How's the episode? Well, the, so the episode starts... I, I'll take this first part. You okay. can uh, kind of uh, slide in in a second. So the episode starts with a flashback of Aang kind of back in the day... Um, like, back before the war, before he kind of froze himself, uh, hanging out at the top of Omashu, which is a city that's um, uh, very slanted on, like, very steep angles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And because of these earthbenders, they have, like, these chutes and slides that they earthbend to use as, like, a delivering service and, like, mechanism to get from place to place. Mm-hmm. Um, and Boomy and Aang are up on this thing, and Boomy has an idea to use as a slide. They slide down, they have a lot of fun. He tells Boomy he's a mad genius. We cut to present day to Aang kind of hyping up Umashu to uh, Katara and Sokka. Mm-hmm. All my life has been a series of doors in my face. And then, then suddenly, suddenly I bumped into you. Alright, so, um, so we cut back to present day, and the gang's um, like right at the city gates. And they think, okay, we don't know... We don't know if, if it's going to be perfectly safe for Aang to be here. So we need to, like, disguise him to get in. So they find this little cart off to the side that's got, like, a broom in it. And they take the broom and they turn it into a wig, like, classic cartoon style. They make a wig out of the broom head. And Aang pretends to be an old man. And they walk up to the guards at the gate and the guards are just like, Halt! You shall not pass. And then Aang starts going off on them for being disrespectful towards their elders in this... Um, fun little exchange that we get and Aang, uh, they ask Aang what his name is and he gives them this l- really long, complicated, kind of funny name. Um, it's pretty good. The whole yeah, bit's funny. He gave me a chuckle. Um, what? Uh, yeah, I still hear people say chuckle anymore. <laughs> it ga- it ga- I, I let out a good har. A good hearty laugh. Straight from the belly. So... They get into the city. Yeah, so they get into the city, and the guards are kind of just like, wait, what just happened? Because as the gates are closing, Aang does a little airbending, and the gates uh, and the guards realize, oh, something's up. He sneezes or something, like his wig pops up and oh, falls yeah. like that, right? He, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And the guards are like, oh, wait, crap, did we just let some, we, we just let a random stranger in. <laughs> um, so Aang takes the crew uh, up to the top of the, the very top of the city, and they're getting ready to get in one of the carts because Aang is determined to show them this whole um, slide system that he used to ride. So they get in a cart, 
and they're just going to follow the track, and it's going to be just a fun ride. But it completely derails and goes completely, completely south. Um, they break a bunch of stuff. It's the intro to the ongoing joke of the cabbage guy. Yeah. Um, and they they crash eventually, and uh, even eventually they get caught and brought before the king. Right. Yep, they're brought before the king. Um, and the king essentially kind of throws them all in a room after he feasts with them. First of all, there's yeah. like a feast. And then they kind of get locked up for a little bit, and then they get released and tells Aang that he has, like... A test. Three tests for him. Mm-hmm. And he puts um, this, like, growing crystal stuff on... Katara uh, and Katara Sokka. and Sokka, so that they, uh... Like, they eventually get fully encapsulated. Because mm-hmm. it's a speedy growth crystal. Yeah, it grows over time. <sighs> Excuse me. To put, on, to put Aang on a time limit. So... The first one is he has to, is this the lunchbox? Yes. First one is he has to like go over like this ridiculous pit to get to a lunchbox. Mm-hmm. And he does it and like it's not that hard if I remember like he almost falls. Like it's not a giant deal. No. They, they get, progressively get harder. Yeah, and like he also like has a staff where he can fly. Mm-hmm. So whatever. But then they remove that for the second one. They do. Oh, dang, they do. I forgot that. Okay. I don't remember the second test at all. So the second test, he has to get a key from a waterfall. And it's in like a little cave that has like all kinds of stalactites and stalagmites. And he does all kinds of acrobatic tricks to get to the key. Because there's a ladder in the middle of the waterfall. But the waterfall is so powerful that you can't climb up the ladder. Yeah. So he has to jump at it from the side and grab the key, and it's very, it's it's one of those things where, like, you have to think outside of the box to, it's it's actually a puzzle, it's not just a straightforward test. Yes, and mm-hmm. then? And then the third one is, he's got to... He has to fight somebody, right? No, he has to, um, he has to get a, he has to get the pet, oh. the king's pet. <laughs> And we're led to believe that it's this little, this little rabbit. So Aang starts chasing the little rabbit around. And then a but then this giant like... mutant yeah. monster rabbit shows up and starts chasing Aang around. And then Aang realizes, wait. I think I figured it out. And he brings that giant monster mutant rabbit to the king. And it turns out that that one was actually the pet and not the little tiny rabbit. Yes. The little tiny rabbit was just lunch. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then he has to fight somebody. Like, the king says, like, you gotta pick somebody to fight or something. Pick, pick anyone in this room. There's three guards, two or three guards, and the king. And, and the king's old. Yeah, he's like a really old, decrepit man. He looks like it. Yeah. And so the king says, pick one person in this room to fight. So you can picks pick him. anyone. So he, so Aang picks the king. He's like, oh, obvious choice. But then it turns out the king he's reveals. Stacked. He, yeah, he's stacked, and he's the most powerful earthbender in the kingdom. Yeah, so they have like a, it's again we talked we talked about this with Justice League we talked about this with the show it looks real good but like, we can't like, like describe the, yeah, how good action, it looks it's um and again like this is a thing that's just really consistent throughout the whole show um the idea that different bending works differently and are trained and used differently mm-hmm. to where like uh the king is fighting very aggressively and very upfront and brash. And Aang is very, like, uh, 
dodge oriented mm-hmm. and like defense oriented and like moving all the Acrobatic. time yeah like and just the consistency through line like that's mm-hmm. in this whole show about the way that the bending works <sighs> it's really really neat to see and really really cool like it, it's also just it's it's really immersive and like especially like in later episodes when you see like different people with different bending doing things differently but all kind of next to each other because mm-hmm. all the bending works like a little bit differently yeah um it i i just think i it's a very nice touch um very well choreographed yeah and it's real good and then like it turns out that like the king is his friend is boomy it's boomy he's just old now yeah and he's the king because he's so boomy he's like 112 years old also yeah but not frozen what do you think of the episode overall i thought it was a really good episode it was definitely it was. a fun one. Um, when they first introduced the king, the energy was a little a little bit weird for me at first, the first time I saw the episode. But, like... Did you figure it out, too? Actually, no. I don't. You I, didn't? I'm not one of those people that can quickly figure things out like that. Oh, like, even as a kid when I watched like, this? I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys who, like, doesn't overthink things unless I, like, explicitly try to. I oh I always I don't, do. Oh, I don't over like if I'm watching a TV show unless it's like spoon fed. No, not spoon fed to me, but like unless I like realize something's up, I don't straight. I don't explicitly try and figure out what's going on behind the scenes. Oh, I almost always like again. I don't always. I'm so it's that it's very movies. easy to catch me off guard with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like I'm I'm the same way with movies like. Um, I'm really good about, like, shutting my brain off and watching a movie and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And then after the movie, like, if it's a bad movie, I'll critique it and rip it apart. Right. Like, I don't see, I don't see the need to do that while watching it, really, because it's like, then I'll be mad while watching the movie. Or, like... Rather than having a good time. There was a game that I, um, I played recent, uh, not recently, it was a while ago. Um, but, like, um, the first time I, um, I had watched, the first time I, exp- I had, like, played the game like leading up to the like leading up to the big reveal of who the who the main baddie is um like at the end it's like they're feeding you all kinds of hints and stuff throughout the game and then at the end they make the big reveal oh this person was the bad guy the whole time kind of thing and when they reveal the bad guy i was just like whoa didn't (laughs) didn't expect that and then like i went and I, i enjoyed the game and when i enjoy games i'll usually go back and watch playthroughs like watch other like youtubers play it so and, like, I'm watching YouTubers play, and they're all figuring it out, like, who the bad guy is, like, halfway through the game and all that stuff. And I'm just like... What game? Uh, the game was called Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, um, I'm not a nerd. Um, the episode's pretty good. I guess they're a good episode. Mm-hmm. I did solve it, even as a kid. I'm really bad about that with TV. But, like, yeah, like, it's good. It's, um... Not the best that this season can be. But it's bring. not a boat episode. It's not a boat. Like, yeah, at no point in this episode are you really bored or are you like, mad at it. Like, it's good. Yeah, it's a good but episode. But also, like, at some point, Aang has to learn earthbending. So they kind of look at Boomy as like, hey, eventually I'll come back so you can teach me earthbending. It's really neat. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so the next episode. Oh, uh, we're actually going to have a quick commercial break. We got commercials now, if you remember. Oh, yeah. We're back. All right. 
the next episode, I believe, is just like Earth it's Kingdom. It's called Imprisoned. Yeah. So this one starts out. They're kind of on their trip. They've moved on from the um from the city of Umashu. They're moving on down the line, and they come across this little village, kind of in the middle of nowhere. And it's a village of Earthbender. Well, it's a village with an Earthbender, and they're like walking through Earth, the Earthbender singular. Yeah, they're walking through the. But, like, they don't discover the village, like, right out of the way. They're stopped in the woods. And um, so they're stopped in the woods trying to, like, find food and stuff like that. And Sokka, like, finds a couple berries, and he's so proud of himself. And they're just like, what are we supposed to do with just a handful of berries? Um, And then they hear something off in the distance. And they go to check it out, and there's this guy earthbending in a ravine. And they see him, and they're just like, hey, hey, you. And he's like, oh, crap. And he just runs as fast as he can. He gets out of there. Uh, so they follow him back to this village, and in the village, he's like, he hides in a house, and they follow him inside the house, and they're just like, hey, we saw you earthbending back there, and uh, there's this lady in the house with him, and the lady's like, you were earthbending? You know, that's illegal, right? And you can get arrested for that. And they reveal that in this village, like, this village is being occupied by the Fire Nation, and they're arresting earthbenders, or anyone who displays any earth bending abilities and <clears throat> so this so this kid is like um they're like alluding to the fact that this kid is the last earthbender in the village because he's managed to keep it secret um so this lady it's his mom she's like you can't you can't be practicing your earthbending he's like but i need to be able to earthbend so i can like one day so i can one day like rescue our people from the from the fire nation um and our uh and then our our crew has the the generic like oh i feel bad for you we need to hatch up a plan to uh to save your people thing so it's it's a rescue mission episode which isn't a bad thing i actually enjoy those episodes and they can be they can be very well done but um so they start thinking up a plan to get captured so that they can go rescue these people and you want to take over or do you want me to keep going uh yeah so like the epi- like so first of all um uh i'm trying to think of when george Takei's voice first happens i remember being very happy fire nation general yeah it made me so happy that like his voice was there but um so like where exactly did you leave off hold on they come they're starting to come up with a plan so the guy's already been kidnapped, right? Yes. Okay. He just got kidnapped. By the old dude. Yeah, he was the last... Crazy. I super zoned out there for a second. It's very late. Dude, it's like almost midnight. I don't blame you. Um, Which doesn't seem that late, though. It does when you've been up since 4 a.m. Yeah, and like that's usually where I'm at, but also like that... That's my, my general schedules. Like, I wake up at 5, go to bed at 2... Is like kind of like my my standard, yeah. Um, because I gotta edit this bullcrap. Um, and do other stuff, but uh, so yeah, they head there, and it's a really neat thing. So they have their plan, and kind of Katara jumps out and tries to like lead a rebellion, and the guys are kind of like, nah, dog, no, and. It's really cool to see, like, it's it's heartbreaking in a way. They're so defeated that... Yeah, they're... like, you 
you see... They've given up all hope and don't think it's possible. Yeah, you see these people, like, with an enormous lack of hope. And, um, not as much as an adult. And, like, again, we made the joke, like, I fell asleep when we watched this one. But, um, I've watched it as, like, a grown-up, and it doesn't hit as hard. It actually reminds me of a, um, the way that they used to train elephants for the circus. So what they would do is when the elephant was a baby, they would tie like a like a big thick rope around its back leg, and whenever it would try and do anything, and whenever it would try to get away or wander off, they would yank that rope really hard, and they um and this was and like they would like constantly have that rope tied to the elephant, the baby elephant's leg, and it would grow up with this rope around its leg, and it become so conditioned to that pain of having the rope tugged every time it tried to wander off or not follow orders, that when the elephant's fully grown and they're doing a circus show, they'll tie a little tiny thread around the leg of the elephant. And if it starts to wander, they'll just gently tug on that little tiny thread. And that brings back all the memories of the big rope on the elephant's leg. And the elephant is conditioned to think, to think, okay, stay in line. Right. Yeah, okay. So it's like yeah, at it's any moment, like, yeah. so it's like at any moment, that elephant could just dip. But it's conditioned <laughs> to think... That it can't. I can't go anywhere. Yeah, and I remember being a kid, and, like, it was, it hit real hard when I was a kid. Like, when Katara, like, kind of, like, is there and, like, let's go, and they're like, nah. And stuff, and, like, of course, like, by the end of the episode, like, you learn, like, hope and stuff. Because, like, they, there's essentially a round two mm-hmm. where they have a better plan, and they get some coal to the... Or earthbenders and the earthbenders use it and sort of overthrow the oppression of the fire nation at this specific place i guess and like they sort of is implied that they're gonna retake their city after mm-hmm. they destroyed their uh oil tanker is what it seems like like an oil rig in the middle of the ocean mm-hmm. but it's just a prison uh it's a pretty good one it is a really good episode um i didn't like it as much as a kid and i think it was because it was so sad mm-hmm it was so sad, and it's a heavily Katara-focused episode. I think Katara's annoying most of the time. <laughs> but um, as an older person, I I have more appreciation for this one. Yeah. Um, it is a good episode. Yeah, like, it's fun. It's not that funny. But it's, like, it's a serious is, episode. This is a good example of... And it also kind of gets the whole hope ball rolling because it starts because all these people go off thinking, oh, the Avatar's here and she's going to save us. And it kind of gets that message of hope spreading, starting at that village. Because like mm. in the um, the episode where they're at that town with the female warriors, that's Kyoshi. kind of that's kind of where the whole hope the the Avatar's here. We have hope the, that the Fire Nation will be defeated. That's where it kind of starts. But you don't and see this it one, like sparked in action. Right. Yet. And then this episode kind of helps get that ball rolling. Yeah, like, you see, like, action, like, the effect of it. Um, I think I had something that I was convinced was a, like, really cool thing to say or talk about, but I can't think of it right now. Um, we're talking about the episode about how I didn't appreciate it as a kid. It's um, a ser- more serious episode. It's... Dang it, dude. Nice. Oh, right. This is a good example of, like, Avatar, I think, is the mass is, like, a masterful show of the slow burn. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, like, you'll be watching Avatar and not think anything of it. And, like, 
if you watch it all, like, especially if you binge watch it, you'll get into some, like, heavy stuff by the end of it. Especially if you watch all three seasons. But, like, even if you're just watching season one, like, you'll get into some heavy territories. But, um, you almost don't realize that you are there because of the, the like, every few episodes. Like, it's like they freaking turn up a little bit and, like, the, the frog... You can boil a frog and it won't even know mm-hmm. as long as you heat it up slow enough. Mm-hmm. A lot like that. Like, I think this is a good example of like this episode of being like, "Hey, we're gonna turn it up a little bit. It's gonna get a little heavier. We're gonna talk about like hope we're gonna see broken people and stuff." And I think like there's a very big turning point in this season. I, I we're getting close. Mm-hmm. I know we are. Oh, I don't think you've seen the episode. And no. It's, this was the first episode where, well, um, you've not seen you. This was you. This watched, was the first episode that I had not seen yet. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's this it, again. Will we? It, there's an episode called Jet, and when we get there, we'll talk. We'll talk a lot about Jet. So heads up, people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like really excited for this. Yeah, but that's gonna uh, do it uh, for us this week. Um, if you really liked this show, we appreciate it. If you kind of. Tell your friends or like and subscribe Share with favorite. the people. Yeah. Share with the masses. Um, if you are a parent. Get your kids to listen. Yeah, get your kids to listen and like watch the show. If you have access to Avatar, watch the show. It's really, it's, this is a, a good kids family show. Like this is worth buying if you don't have it. Yeah. Um, The whole thing is, and the whole series is, I know we're only going to talk about season one. We'll get around to the other two eventually. but If we run out of shows. I'm sh- no, we will eventually, for yeah. sure, get around to season two and three. But it'll be a while. Yeah. Don't wait on us. Like, I I highly recommend this show's phenomenal. But um. Yeah, like it means a lot if you guys do that, and if you could let us know, like you don't like you don't have to be like, hey, this is the best podcast ever or something. But like, if you are a a parent, and you like like, hey, I'm gonna get my kids together. We're gonna like watch this show and listen to your guys' podcast around it. Like, let us know. That's really cool. Like. I think families should do more things together, and I think there should be more family-oriented content in things. Mm-hmm. Like the idea that like this all is an all-ages thing, um, or or I guess the inverse. If you're a kid, try to convince your parents to watch it with you, and like if they don't believe you that this can't be like a good adult show for adults, have them listen to our show because it can be, and we'll talk to them about it and point it out. Um, you know the mic's picking all that up. Right? Yeah, I don't care. It felt so good. Um, you're the worst. Um, that spooked me. I forgot somebody was up. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, the gremlins are scaring you again? <laughs> uh, dude, I was just listening to uh, old episodes. Let me pitch this to you. Mm-hmm. Did you hear the one where the cat jumped up next to me? Yeah. And I just about punched the mess out of Ian's cat? Yeah. Um. Good we times. got we got uh some like t-shirts and hoodies and stuff for sale if you want to pick up one of those. But again, if you don't want to spend any money and you appreciated it, just download the episode on iTunes or your whatever you listen to podcasts on. That'll help us out yeah. too. Or sharing or rating or like telling us like again, just commenting. If you comment and go, "Hey, like I really enjoy your show." That might not do a whole lot for us in the long term of 
turn this into a career or something like that, but it does do a lot of encouragement stuff in the short term of, hey, Marcus, when you go to bed at 3 a.m. because of an editing issue, you're making somebody happy and they really appreciate your show. Like, that's dope and that means a lot. So, if you can, feel free to do that. If you can't, it's all good. Uh, thanks for, like, if you're hearing this and you're not telling us that, thanks for listening at least, like... If you made it this far, comment Farfignugan to let us know you made it here. <laughs> um, and just like always, we want to encourage you to tune in, in next, next time. time. I'm so tired. So... <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast that we produce here at WagMatters.com. Just in case you didn't know, we have a lot of different shows running right now. There's Life's What You Rate It, where me and my brother Mark rate everything on a scale from 1 to 10 that exists in the entire universe. Tune in, where Marcus and his friend Karsten talk about cartoons and their value for people of all ages. Of course, Wack Tracks, where me and a bunch of friends make commentary tracks for whatever shows or movies we might be into at the time. And our newest show on the network... The Music Matters, where my friend Trevor creates a discussion around all the matters relating to music. If you'd like to support the content we make here at WackMatters.com, please go to WackMatters.StoreMV.com and check out our merchandise section. We sell t-shirts right now, and there's more merchandise to come. Even if you don't want to buy a t-shirt, there is a donate button at WackMatters.com that you can use to support the content that we already make and to help fund creative ideas for the future. Additionally, this podcast is also brought to you by Audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com slash whackmatters, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial with Audible.com where you get to listen to a free audiobook of your choosing and can continue subscribing for an awesome audiobook content subscription. Remember, that's audibletrial.com slash whackmatters. We love you all and hope you will continue checking out the content we make here at whackmatters.com. Have a great day.